The cotton gin is a device invented during the Industrial Revolution that mechanised the process of removing seeds from cotton fibre. Prior to its invention, cotton processing was an arduous and time-consuming task, as it involved manually separating the cotton lint from the seeds. By automating this process, the cotton gin dramatically increased the efficiency and profitability of cotton cultivation and processing, leading to the expansion of the cotton industry, particularly in the southern United States. The term gin in its name is a shortened form of the word engine. The operation of the cotton gin is relatively simple. Raw cotton is fed into the machine and then a rotating drum with wire hooks or sawtoothed blades pull the cotton fibres through a mesh that is too small to allow the seeds to pass. This effectively separates the valuable cotton fibres from the seeds which can then be discarded or used for other purposes. The impact of the cotton gin cannot be understated. It revolutionised the cotton industry and played a significant role in the economic development of the southern United States. However, it also has a darker side, as the increased demand for cotton led to an expansion of slavery in the region. Despite this, the cotton gin remains a key invention in the history of agriculture and the Industrial Revolution. At the onset of the Industrial Revolution, which began in the latter half of the 18th century, cotton played a pivotal role in economic development. It was a principal raw material, primarily for the textile industry, which was among the first industries to be transformed by these new industrial technologies. Cotton was an appealing material for a number of reasons. It was more comfortable and easy to clean than wool, which was the dominant textile fibre in Europe at the time. It could also be spun into thread and woven into cloth more easily than flax, which was then used to make linen. The invention of other machines like the spinning jenny, the water frame and the spinning mule allowed for the mass production of cotton thread. Later the power loom enabled the mass production of cotton cloth. These inventions transformed the textile industry and led to the so-called cotton boom in England and other parts of Europe. Yet the demand for raw cotton to supply these machines far outstripped the ability to clean the cotton of its seeds, a process that was still done by hand. The problem was solved by the invention of the cotton gin by Eli Whitney in 1793, which could clean cotton of its seeds far more quickly than could be done by hand. This allowed for an enormous increase in cotton production, particularly in the American South, where the climate was ideal for growing cotton. Before the invention of the cotton gin, the process of separating cotton fibres from their seeds was a labour-intensive and time-consuming task that had to be done by hand. This process involved three primary steps. First, after cotton was harvested, the bowls, the protective capsule in which cotton fibres grow, were left to dry. Once dry, the bowls would naturally split open, revealing the cotton fibres and seeds inside. Next, workers would pick the fluffy cotton fibres out of the open bowls. This was a delicate task, because the fibres had to be removed without damaging them, and the seeds 
which were firmly embedded in the cotton, had to be left behind. Finally, once the cotton fibres were picked, workers would manually separate any remaining seeds from the fibres. This was the most time-consuming step. The cotton seeds are small and firmly attached to the fibres, and each ball of cotton could contain up to 30 seeds. Workers would have to carefully comb through the cotton fibres, removing each seed one by one. This hand-picking process was slow and laborious. It was estimated that a skilled worker could clean about one pound of cotton per day. This severely limited the scalability of cotton production and was a significant bottleneck in the cotton supply chain prior to the Industrial Revolution. The cotton gin had a profound and transformative impact on the economy of the United States, especially in the southern states, and, consequently, it significantly affected the slave trade as well. Before the invention of the cotton gin, cotton processing was labour-intensive and time-consuming, which kept the production scale relatively small. The cotton gin mechanised the process of separating the cotton fibre from the seeds, dramatically increasing the efficiency and productivity of cotton processing. This allowed cotton farming to be scaled up significantly, which in turn increased the demand for labour to plant, grow and harvest the cotton. As a result, the cotton gin indirectly led to a significant increase in the demand for slave labour in the southern United States. This region had the ideal climate and soil conditions for growing cotton, and the invention of the cotton gin made cotton farming far more profitable. As cotton production expanded, so too did the use of enslaved labour. The cotton produced in the south was in high demand in the industrialising north and in Europe, where textile mills were being built. This created a global trade network, with the south producing and exporting raw cotton, the north of America and Europe manufacturing these cotton goods and the global market consuming them. However, this economic prosperity was built on the back of enslaved black Americans, whose forced labour was exploited to grow and harvest the cotton. The need for slave labour in cotton production significantly entrenched and expanded the institution of slavery in the American South. This growth in slavery sowed deep social and political divisions between the North and the South, which, of course, eventually led to the American Civil War. In this way, the cotton gin, while being a significant technological advance, had a far-reaching and profound social and economic consequence. It played a pivotal role in the expansion of the cotton industry and the growth of the American economy, but it also deepened the scourge of slavery and set the stage for the bloodiest conflict in American history. Before the Industrial Revolution, the cotton industry looked vastly different from what it would become in the wake of technological advancements of the 18th and 19th centuries. Prior to the 1700s, cotton was not the dominant textile in either Europe or the colonies that would become the United States. The most common textiles were wood and linen in Europe, and cotton was primarily used for decorative purposes, not for everyday garments. In the American colonies, cotton was relatively rare, with local economies relying instead on tobacco, indigo and rice. 
India and China dominated the global cotton textile industry. India, in particular, was known for its fine cotton and intricate patterns. The cotton textile products from India were traded across the Middle East, Africa and Europe. India's mastery of the complex process of spinning and weaving cotton, along with their ability to dye the cotton, gave them an edge in the global market. In the mid-1700s, this began to change with the advent of the Industrial Revolution in England. New inventions such as the spinning jenny, the water frame and the spinning mule made it possible to mass-produce cotton thread. These inventions increased the demand for cotton, making it a more attractive crop. However, the issue of separating the cotton lint from the seeds remained a significant bottleneck in cotton production. This problem was solved by the invention of the cotton gin by Eli Whitney in 1793, which could clean cotton of its seeds far more quickly than could be done by hand. This increased the efficiency of cotton production, allowing it to be scaled up to meet growing demand. While these changes took place at the cusp of the Industrial Revolution, they set the stage for the rapid expansion of the cotton industry in the 19th century. They transformed cotton from a relatively minor crop into the dominant textile in the world, shaping economies and societies in the process. Before the onset of the Industrial Revolution, India and China held a dominant position in the global cotton industry. They had sophisticated and mature cotton industries that were supported by centuries of cultivation, production and trading practices. India in particular, was renowned for its fine cotton textiles. The Indian subcontinent had been cultivating cotton since 5000 BC, and by the time of the early modern period, Indian cotton textiles were a major export product. Indian craftsmen had mastered the art of spinning cotton into fine yarn and weaving it into cloth. They had also developed complex dyeing techniques, producing vibrant patterns and colours that were highly prized around the world. Cotton goods from India were traded across the Middle East, Africa and Europe, where they were considered luxury items. The city of Dakar was particularly noted for the quality of its muslin, a finely woven cotton fabric. Other regions like Coromandel and Gujarat also became famous for their distinctive cotton textiles. The high demand for Indian cotton goods drove a large part of the global trade in the pre-industrial world. Meanwhile, China had a diverse textile industry that included silk, hemp and cotton. Cotton was cultivated in China from around the 14th century, and the industry developed quickly due to the versatile nature of the cotton plant and the comfort of cotton textiles. Cotton became a staple fabric, especially in the southern provinces where the climate was conducive to cotton cultivation. Chinese cotton products, like their Indian counterparts, were traded across East Asia and beyond. Despite the quality and popularity of Indian and Chinese cotton goods, the manual labour required for cultivation and production meant that the volume of cotton goods they produced was limited. However, the process of cotton production was still slow and labour-intensive. Cotton plants were hand-picked, and then the cotton lint, the fluffy part that we associate with cotton,
had to be manually separated from the seeds, a tedious and time-consuming task. This meant that cotton, despite its advantages in terms of comfort and adaptability, could not be produced at scale or a cost that would allow it to replace wool or linen as the primary textile. In the mid-1700s, this began to change with the advent of the Industrial Revolution in England. Before the invention of the cotton gin in 1793, and even before the onset of the Industrial Revolution in the mid-18th century, the textile industry in Britain was largely home-based and manual. The most common textiles at the time were wool in England and linen in Scotland. Cotton imported from the colonies in India were used, but it was not the dominant fabric it would become. Spinning and weaving were time-consuming tasks that were done by hand using spinning wheels and hand looms. The raw materials, wool, flax for linen and cotton, would be spun into thread by one set of workers. Then this thread would be woven into cloth by others. Most of this work was done by families in their homes in a system known as the putting out system or domestic system. Under this system, a merchant would supply the raw materials to a family who would process them into cloth and then the merchant would collect the finished product to sell. In the mid-18th century, Britain began to see significant changes in its textile industry due to the Industrial Revolution. Innovations like the flying shuttle invented by John Kay in 1733, the spinning jenny, James Hargreaves, 1764, the water frame, Richard Arkwright, 1769, and the spinning mule, Samuel Crompton, 1779, all greatly increased the efficiency and scale of textile production. These machines were first used in the production of cotton thread, which drove the increase in demand for raw cotton. The invention of the power loom in 1784 by Edmund Cartwright further accelerated the process, allowing for the mechanisation of not just spinning, but weaving as well, as these new machines were much larger and more expensive than the old wheels and looms, textile production began to shift from homes to factories. This marked the start of the factory system, and was a significant step in the Industrial Revolution. Eli Whitney, a name synonymous with one of the most impactful inventions of the 18th century, the cotton gin, was an American inventor born on December 8, 1765, in Westboro, Massachusetts. His invention revolutionised the cotton industry, significantly reshaping the economy of the American South and indirectly impacting the institution of slavery. Whitney demonstrated a flair for mechanical work from a young age. Raised on a farm, he developed various ingenious devices to simplify farm work. This talent eventually led him to Yale College, where he received an education that only a few individuals of his generation had access to. In 1792, after graduating from Yale, Whitney travelled to the South, where he was to take up a teaching job. However, he never got to the classroom. Arriving at the plantation of Catherine Green, a widow of the Revolutionary War General Nathaniel Green in Georgia, Whitney learned about the problems faced by southern planters. Their problem was with short staple cotton. 
which was hardy and easy to grow, but had sticky seeds that were difficult to remove. The process of seed removal was laborious and time-consuming, drastically limiting the ability to process cotton on a large scale. Intrigued by this challenge, Whitney set out to develop a solution. By early 1793, Whitney had invented the cotton gin, short for cotton engine, a machine that quickly and efficiently removed the seeds from the cotton fibre. The cotton gin was a simple yet effective device. It used a combination of a wire screen and small wire hooks to pull the cotton through the screen, while brushes removed the loose cotton lint to prevent jams. This mechanism allowed the seeds, which were too large to pass through the screen, to be separated from the cotton fibres. Whitney's invention dramatically increased the efficiency of cotton production. Now up to 50 pounds of cotton could be processed in a single day, a significant leap from the mere one pound a day that a worker could clean before the cotton gin. The invention led to the rise of King Cotton in the South, where cotton became the dominant cash crop. Once the cotton gin had been developed, Whitney and his business partner, Phineas Miller, planned to manufacture the gins and install them across the South. Their initial business model was not to sell the gins, but rather to provide ginning services. They proposed to sell gin cotton for farmers in exchange for a portion of the profits, typically about two-fifths of the processed cotton. However, they encountered resistance from many southern planters who were unwilling to share their profits. Consequently, Whitney and Miller decided to manufacture and sell the cotton gins outright. They established a factory near New Haven, Connecticut in 1798 to produce the machines. One of the major challenges they faced was the infringement of Whitney's patent. The cotton gin was a relatively simple machine and it was easy for others to copy its design and manufacture pirated versions. Whitney and Miller had to engage in a costly and protracted legal battles to defend their patent, which drained their resources and made it difficult for them to profit from the cotton gin. Despite having a patent, they struggled to enforce it due to the poor state of patent laws at the time and the widespread local production of unauthorised cotton gins. Word of Whitney's invention spread quickly across the South, and the demand for the cotton gin was high. The machine was touted for its ability to revolutionise cotton processing and dramatically increase production levels. The gin's impact was immediate and profound. American cotton production skyrocketed from approximately 3,000 bales in 1790 to more than 73,000 bales by 1800, and it continued to rise throughout the first half of the 19th century. The cotton gin had a profound impact on the efficiency of cotton production. Prior to its invention, the process of removing seeds from cotton was done by hand, a laborious task that could take many hours to produce just a pound of lint-free cotton. The cotton gin, on the other hand, was capable of cleaning up to 50 pounds of cotton per day, 
some a 50-fold increase in productivity. The dramatic increase in the efficiency of cotton processing transformed the economics of cotton farming. With the bottleneck of seed removal solved, it became profitable to grow much larger amounts of cotton. This resulted in a boom in cotton cultivation across the American South, especially in the fertile lands of the Mississippi Delta. By 1860, on the eve of the American Civil War, the southern states were producing over two billion pounds of cotton annually. The surge in cotton production in the United States had a significant impact on the global cotton market, particularly in the United Kingdom. At the time, Britain was in the throes of the Industrial Revolution and its textile industry was growing rapidly. Cotton was a critical raw material for this industry and the increasing efficiency of cotton production in the United States allowed British textile mills to procure the raw cotton they needed at a lower cost. Britain became the largest foreign market for American cotton. By the mid-19th century, the United States was supplying three-quarters of Britain's cotton, and the cotton textile had become Britain's leading industry and export. The high demand for cotton in Britain helped to sustain the boom in American cotton production. The American Civil War of 1861 to 1865 had of course profound implications on the southern economy, particularly because of the North blockade of southern ports and the Northern English boycott of southern cotton. These actions were part of a larger strategy by the North to cripple the South's economy and weaken its capacity to wage war. The South's economy was heavily dependent on cotton production and the export of cotton to foreign markets, especially to the textile mills of Northern England. At the start of the Civil War, Southern leaders were confident that the importance of cotton to the British economy would ensure their support or, at the very least, their neutrality in the conflict. This belief was so prevalent that it became known as King Cotton Diplomacy. However, the strategy didn't have the desired effect. For one, Britain had a surplus of cotton at the start of the war, which lessened the immediate impact of the cotton shortage. Furthermore, Britain and other European countries were able to source cotton from other parts of the world, including India and Egypt, which expanded their cotton production during this period. The Northern English boycott was driven in part by moral opposition to slavery, but it was also a pragmatic response to the realities of the conflict and the availability of alternative sources of cotton. The blockade and boycott combined to cause a dramatic decline in the South's cotton exports. This dealt a significant blow to the Southern economy, reducing the South's income undermining its ability to finance the war and causing inflation and shortages of necessary goods. The decrease in cotton exports also led to a significant decrease in the demand for labour to plant and harvest cotton, which had further repercussions on the southern economy and society. The belief 
that King Cotton would compel foreign intervention on behalf of the South turned out to be a miscalculation. Instead of drawing support, the South's dependence on Cotton and the North's successful blockade exposed the vulnerabilities of the Southern economy. The Northern English boycott of Southern Cotton, driven by a combination of moral, political and economic factors, contributed to these economic hardships and, ultimately, the South's defeat in the Civil War. In the late 18th and early 19th centuries, improvements in transportation also had a significant impact on the cotton industry. The advent of steam-powered ships and the development of extensive canal and later railway networks improved the speed and efficiency of transporting raw cotton to mills and finished goods to markets. This made it easier to export cotton from the south to northern mills and overseas, while also reducing the cost of importing manufactured goods. In the field of cotton farming, mechanisation gradually became more prevalent in the late 19th and early 20th centuries. This included the development of steam-powered and then gasoline-powered tractors, as well as mechanical planters and cultivators, which made it possible to farm larger areas with fewer workers. Finally, in the mid-20th century, a new type of cotton picker was developed that could mechanically harvest cotton. This invention, along with the development of new varieties of cotton that were more suited to machine picking, effectively mechanised the entire process of cotton production. These advancements significantly reduced the labour required for cotton farming and led to further increases in cotton production. The original gin invented by Whitney was hand-cranked and could process about a few pounds of cotton per day. It consisted of a wooden drum embedded with hooks that pulled the cotton fibres through a mesh. The cotton seeds, being too large to pass through the mesh, were left behind, thus separating the seeds from the fibres. Modern gins, in contrast, are large industrial machines capable of processing thousands of pounds of cotton per hour. They utilise multiple stages of cleaning and ginning to ensure a high-quality end product. Here's a simplified description of how a modern cotton gin typically operates. Drying. The harvested cotton, when it first arrived at the gin, may contain moisture that needs to be removed. Therefore, the cotton usually goes through a dryer to reduce its moisture content. Cleaning. The cotton then passes through a series of cleaning machines that remove leaf trash, dirt and other foreign materials. This process typically involves a combination of air blasts and mechanical action. Ginning. The cleaned cotton is then fed into the gin stand, where the separation of cotton fibres and seeds occurs. Like Whitney's original design, the gin stand consists of a series of circular saws or spikes that pull the cotton fibres through narrow slots, leaving the larger seeds behind. Lint cleaning. After ginning, 
the cotton lint goes through additional cleaning to remove any remaining trash or small seed fragments. This is usually accompanied with high-speed air blasts and mechanical beaters. Balling. Finally, the cleaned cotton lint is compressed into a dense rectangular bale, wrapped and bound for transportation. Each bale weighs approximately 500 pounds. Seed handling. The seeds separated during the ginning process are also cleaned and may be processed for various uses, such as oil extraction or as a component in animal feed. Modern gins are also typically equipped with various sensors and automated systems to monitor and control the ginning process, ensuring optimal operating conditions and consistent quality of the output. Before the invention of the cotton gin, the cotton industry in the United States was relatively small. Cotton was difficult to process by hand, as the seeds had to be manually separated from the cotton fibres. This laborious process limited the potential profitability of cotton as a cash crop, especially compared to other crops like tobacco and rice. The cotton gin changed that equation. It mechanised the process of separating cotton seeds from the fibre, making it far more efficient and economical. This innovation made cotton a much more lucrative crop, particularly the variety known as short staple cotton, which was well suited to the southern climate, but had seeds particularly hard to remove by hand. However, while the gin reduced the labour needed to process cotton, it vastly increased the demand for labour to plant, tend and harvest the cotton fields due to the explosion in the amount of cotton that could be profitably grown and sold. The result was a significant expansion of the institution of slavery. In the decades following the invention of the cotton gin, the number of slaves in the United States grew dramatically. In 1790, there were approximately 700,000 slaves in the US. By 1860, on the eve of the Civil War, there were nearly 4 million. This growth was driven in large part by the demand for labour in the booming cotton industry, particularly in the Deep South. The socio-economic impacts of this growth in slavery were profound and tragic. Millions of African people were forcibly uprooted from their homes and subjected to unimaginable suffering. Families were torn apart, cultures were suppressed, and countless lives were lost. While the cotton gin brought economic growth and helped solidify the United States as a major player in the global cotton industry, it also had profound negative impacts. This case serves as a powerful reminder that technological progress can have unintended and sometimes deeply harmful societal consequences. Eli Whitney's cotton gin, invented in 1793, stands as a significant marker in the history of technology and society. Eli Whitney's cotton gin, invented in 1793, stands as a significant marker in the history of technology and society. This seemingly simple device 
brought about a revolution in the cotton industry, dramatically increasing the efficiency of cotton production and playing a critical role in the industrialization of the United States. As a result, the cotton gene has cemented its place as a groundbreaking invention, instrumental to economic growth and the development of a modern industrial economy. The cotton gin ignited an unprecedented boom in the cotton industry by mechanising the labour-intensive process of removing seeds from cotton. The gin made cotton a far more lucrative crop. This ignited the rise of the cotton kingdom in the southern United States, transforming the region into the global epicentre of cotton production. This economic explosion boosted the American economy and played a pivotal role in the Industrial Revolution. Supplying raw materials to burgeoning textile factories in the North and in England. Furthermore, the cotton gin spurred advancements in other areas of technology and industry. It increased demand for more efficient means of transportation to move cotton from fields to factories, contributing to the development of steamboats, canals, and later railroads. It also stimulated the growth of factories and industrial production, as rapidly increasing supplies of cotton needed to be spun and woven into cloth. Yet acknowledging the cotton gin status as a great invention requires us to grapple with its profound and devastating social consequences. The cotton gin drastically increased the demand for enslaved labour leading to a dramatic expansion of slavery in the United States. This resulted in unimaginable suffering for millions of enslaved African people, and the legacy of which lives with us today. This dual legacy reminds us of the complex interplay between technology, the economy and society. Technological advancements can bring about immense progress and prosperity, but they can also lead to profound societal harm if broader social implications are not adequately considered or addressed. As such, the cotton gin serves as a powerful example of both the promise and perils of technological innovation. And so, for all of these reasons, the cotton gin is listed at number 50 on my list of the greatest inventions of all time. We will be back next time with reflections and musings on what we have learned in the past few years about inventions with an episode entitled Musings at 50.